2: Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
4: This is PrideCast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of PrideCast.
3: You guys, we- this part out because I want to get to this.
4: Your weekly dose of love, laughter, and hopefully a little bit of inspiration and a reminder to be proud of who you are. Hey, who's proud of who they are? Yeah!
0: Yeah! Oh my gosh. Oh, is that a
4: live studio audience? James, do we have a live studio audience taping podcast? Yes! Oh my gosh. We are joined right now by all of our outbounders on our inaugural trip. Inaugural? Is that the right word? Get it out, baby. Inaugural trip. for Outbound Travel, our LGBTQ travel adventure company. We are here with our Outbounders on our very first trip, and we said, Hey, we gotta do our podcast. And they said, Well, we'll do it with you. So hello everybody.
3: Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're in the lounge at the yeah. front of the ship, currently cruising down the Douro River, which if you don't know what that is, it is the river that goes up through Portugal. It's absolutely stunning, it takes us up to Spain. John Barrowman, the superstar actor over here, is making some type of strange John gesture at me. It, go it goes he's he's sideways. sideways. John, John-
4: John Barrowman, TV star, Broadway legend, West End dream, and also geography your, your geography and, <laughs> and, grammar, and teacher. grammar teacher. Yes, so that's good. And we also gay, so welcome also to gay. the yes. broadcast. Allowed hey. to be John, here. you're holding a plate of something. What are you holding a plate of here in the lounge of Outbound? Well, yesterday when we
5: went to uh, Salamanca, um, we... Uh, well, I've been in Spain many times, and something to eat at breakfast time is a Madeleine, okay? Ah. It's like kind of a cross between a sugary pound cake uh, with vanilla, and it's just a lot of deliciousness. So okay. I got four. I know there's like 80 people no, here, we'll but we, <laughs> can, we can, <laughs> we
4: can be, and you know. 81, and 81, exact. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut them up. Okay. But they're delicious. And now, so we're here on Outbound's. On an outbound trip, which is basically a boat full of people who are excited to travel the world with people that are LGBTQ plus yep. and check off their bucket list together. John, what have you seen on this trip so far? Oh, I've
5: seen nothing but uh, family, and that—that that is the one thing. And you know, oh, I like that. Yeah, and we use the hashtag, hashtag I am outbound. Right. Everybody here feels inclusive. Everybody here feels like they're having fun. Everybody feels part of everything. I have don't think I've eaten dinner with a uh, you know the same person. Uh, twice, yeah. um, we've tried to you know go out and do the excursions. Some people make it, some people don't, because also we have a great time at night. Yes. Everybody lets their hair down. Kyle, we, we're talking we
3: have, to you. You slept in today. Yeah, Kyle
4: yeah. slept in. How you feeling, bud? We, okay, last no night? Answer. No, no answer. We had one. Have a Madeleine. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll soak up the booze.
0: The one yeah. thing
5: that's great. Also, you're 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 meeting new people. You're meeting new friends, but you're seeing part of the world you've probably never seen before, in a way that you've never seen it before. And may I just say to you guys, great job on uh, doing the hosting, but also the the crew and the staff of the boat were amazing.
3: John is saying that as they're about to fill up his next drink, so obviously he's trying to get that heavy pour. I see what's going on here. That was that was our whole reason for starting this, though. John, it's like we obviously even with like Pridecast, it's about creating a space where we can all celebrate who we are. That's that's the point of this, right? And become exactly as you are because who you are is perfect, and that's been what we want. Everybody right. on and out by an outbound experience to feel, and I, I feel like that's what's happening, right?
6: James, I just got done crying to my mom for 15 minutes on the phone. Oh, wait, tell us. Co- Cody jumping Cody, in. Cody's here. Cody, why are you, why, Cody, why, why why are you, you crying? crying? He actually
0: has uh, tears because, in his eyes. Because,
6: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been a beautiful experience, and to meet so many people from so many b- different places. I'm gonna start crying again. So oh, oh, yeah, no, because this has been everything that I've wanted and more. And I
3: can't thank oh. everybody here enough for just making me feel uh seen yeah
1: we love you cody claps for cody
4: the
5: one thing that i and i know cody uh, it's been a great (laughs) experience for him it's been a great experience for everybody but the one thing that we were discussing last night when we go to do other things and other vacations with other people we always adapt we adapt to the situation but here we can be our authentic true selves and not have to worry about adapting so brilliant yeah
4: Yeah. yes and we're here we're here with cal cal where are you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Can you hear it? Roll Tide! (laughs) I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. (laughs) Now, Cal, Cal is Cal has been one of the stars of the ship. Let me tell you, we're um everyone loves Cal. Lies, no, they do. No, (laughs) absolutely. What's one of the things that you've done on this trip that you've really liked, or what? Tell us some things that have stood. Oh my gosh.
5: Uh, So, Jonathan, to me, one of the most amazing experiences was getting to climb to the top of the Salamanca Cathedral. That was phenomenal. I mean, we were in, yes, in the views, uh, we got to climb the catwalk all the way into the Belfry. And watch the bells ring, and it was phenomenal. Here, here's
4: the thing, Cal. Only you would call it a catwalk, like what you I would turn know. it that into time. a drag race term. Is I it did. Called a catwalk. I don't even know if it's called a catwalk. What's it, it called, is? John it's Barrowman? A staircase. A staircase. A staircase. <laughs> See, thank, again, you, thank you, John. Thank you. Yes, you did wear your heel and your wig, I did. heels and your wig, and you went right up that bell tower. I okay. did. You went right up the and bell I tower. rung that bell. <laughs> yes, you did. Clang, clang,
3: clang <laughs> with the bell. Can we talk about the wigs and heels? So we've had a lot of theme nights on here, right? Because it's all about fun. Last night was our wigs and wine night. Tell them how the wigs and wine night originated. Where well, you got the. Idea. Uh, so, oh, yeah. All right. Oh. So, Wigs and Wine Night originated I, back home in Palm Springs. We have drag race viewing parties at John Barrowman's house. And so oh. we go over there and we watch drag race each week. Well, one week, because you were in Lacage. In, La in London, in, but mm. in,
5: in, in the West End. But I also had two friends over who were in Lacage with me, but they also drag. They right,
3: do drag. Right. Basically, so a bunch of people that do really good drag were like, hey, let's all do drag for this episode with me and Jonathan, who have not done drag before and decided okay. to. You do drag with them for that. All right, listen, yo, I've always thought that, like, I'm gonna be this fierce queen. If I ever do it, like, I'm gonna be stunning. I'm gonna be like a real housewife and I'm gonna kill it. Uh-uh. All right. Nope. So finally, we put it on at, at John's house. He got these cute little dresses, got gorgeous wigs, and these heels. I cannot walk in heels to save my life. Like, I can't even stand in them. I fall over. And I was the exact opposite of what I thought I was gonna be. So I wanted to redeem myself from that evening that hurt my feelings so much because i wanted to be flawless and all i was was flaws
4: oh (laughs) james in drag looks like a semi-truck driver
3: linebacker slipping on the floor of a restroom at a truck stop but that's what he looks but i think we can fast forward to last night and correct me if i'm wrong ladies and gentlemen what i learned was you have to find who you are and who i am was (laughs) <laughs> a, country girl. Okay. Oh, okay, So we got rid of the shoes, and of oh. course, you know, I'll find any excuse to wear a short short. And I had this gorgeous, glamorous wig that Jackie Cox told me how to keep perfect when I got to where I was going. And y'all, I think I did good last night. Did you feel hey, nice. hey. Nice. hey? Hey, and a tube top, baby. If you want to see pictures of James in short
4: shorts with his butt out and in a tube top, you can go to my Instagram. I think I tagged him. So go go check out my Instagram. James, you found out who you were last there night. There was
3: some cute looks. By the way, we got to shout out Christian over there because you were Christian,
0: stunning. Christian and James Curtley exactly.
3: <laughs> Last night. And
5: how fun it was. Tina, so... Tina from Salamanca. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it was just it, honestly like so liberating. To get yeah. to just like so do much that fun. and like and, and put on wigs and just like be free. I think we all found yeah. a different versions of ourselves, and it was it was. That was the most fun I've ever had in, I think, ever. Honestly, last night. Actual dance night. It It was was so much fun. a a beautiful experience. And
5: this is how great the staff... Wasn't that dress, Sonia? Sonia, (laughs) Pedro. So,
4: here's what happened. Sonia, one of our lovely cruise directors on board, she had a dress, and Christian said, I don't have a dress to wear. And Sonia says, I think I have one you can wear. And he looked at her and goes, will it fit? And she eyed him up and
3: down, and she goes... Oh, it'll fit. And and so he. Like a glove. Go to Outbound's Instagram. There's a story highlight in Mm -hmm. slow motion. You're stunning, Christian. Like beyond beautiful. It was gorgeous. We absolutely love all of our Outbounders.
4: Claps for Christian. We have so much fun on our trips. If you want to check us out, go to iamoutbound.com. Come outbound with us because it is a family of 81 people, 81 souls on this boat that are all so beautiful. We've all become so connected and we are now a family and we're going to just continue traveling the world together, seeing the world. And we want you guys to come with us. So please come be part of the Outbound family. Our, We've been here eight we're days. We're going to
3: Lisbon Pride after this, by the way, you guys. We're taking yeah. everybody with us to Lisbon Pride. We're all staying at the same place. And we're experiencing Lisbon Pride together, which I'm so excited about because I feel like things have only just begun. I don't know, John. They John, have just John's begun. Making a weird face at me because I do strange gestures sometimes when I talk. So right now, there's no video element to this week's episode, but I have. <laughs> I, yeah, he looks. Have, you look like Jesus Christ on I the have cross both right my now. Arms out right now, stretching out in my shirt because I I don't know why. This is just what I do sometimes. We so thank you. For we
4: love. We love all of our outbounders. We love everybody on here. And yes, John? I want you to taste the Okay, I'm going to taste a Madeleine. I've never had a Madeleine before. I'm going to try the Madeleine.
3: Oh, we love you. Wait, hold on. What, well, we're trying this Madeleine? Okay. This now, now, really now, mind you, what's really cool about these experiences, though, is we charter the entire ship. So this whole thing is ours. We've taken right. over the entire thing. We do this every time so we can completely control the experience. So we can wigs and wine night and have a blast and be absolutely ourselves. All right, I'm biting into this thing. Hang on.
4: A Madeleine is amazing. Wait, hold on. He's going to do right? the thing where he tries to be Brad Pitt and it
3: I'm not go. trying to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm trying to eat some more of this though. Jonathan hates I when hate I ch- when he eats on camera or on microphones cuz he thinks he it. eats like
4: Brad Pitt, you know like Brad Pitt eats anything and it's sexy. James tries to do the same thing. No, you it's can it's stop just,
3: it at sexy. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's just gross. <laughs> what what do you guys think? Is it uh, No, mm, it's not. Mm, no. No. Yes. Yes. I'm having Yes. Thank you very much. Thank
4: you. No. Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> we love all of our outbounders so much. We want you to come and join us. We love being on this boat with all these beautiful people. We love our community. We love our LGBTQ community. Speaking of people in the community, we have someone amazing up right now yep. on the show. We have comedian sensation, the one and only Mateo Lane. No, one of the funniest people I know. Mateo Lane is joining us right after this break. Me.
2: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
4: We have Mateo Lane with us, comedic legend, singer. Painter, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Matteo,
3: welcome to PrideCast.
6: Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here oh, on my
3: Zoom.
1: God.
6: We're <laughs> <laughs>
3: we're so pumped, Matteo. You're seriously one of the funniest people we know. You're that person that like we see you and we get excited because everything you say is funny whether you mean for it to be or not it's the way he talks yeah we were just talking your your inflection
4: god like i'll why we just said before we started the podcast i said you were in italy and you were cooking in in your friend's apartment in rome and i would watch you cook spaghetti all night long because it's just it's cathartic and it's
6: hilarious at the same time i don't know how to explain it (laughs) thanks yeah i don't know i i i feel like um now I, I can't even tell if I've been so trained by stand-up to like you're, it's just like kind of like innately in me the way I, I talk like the patterns in which I talk or pe- I don't know but I appreciate all the compliments I'm a little jet-lagged and full of pasta so I don't quite <laughs> I don't quite feel um, don't quite feel the compliments but yes, grazie
3: That's the title of this episode Jet-lagged and full of pasta That's the title yeah, literally. Thank you
4: um and I can't believe his name was Pasta. Um, but <laughs> who names I'm their sad. kid Pasta?
6: Um Honestly, if there was an Italian and his name was Pasta, I'd be like, all right, fine, let's just <laughs> let's just get over. married. It's done. Yeah, yeah. It's over.
4: Wait, so kid can... <laughs> James and I quote you all the time. And I have oh to tell God, you this. No. no, because your stand-up is so funny. If if you guys aren't following Mateo Lane on Instagram, go follow him because you do these amazing little set uh one-minute clips from your sets when you're doing stand-up and you put and you post them, and they're so accurate because your observational humor is so funny. We say this all the time and we quote you. If there is one gay working at a Starbucks, everything gets done. If there are two gays, nothing gets done. It's so true. Explain it for everyone, because you do it better than I do, because Uh, it's so accurate.
6: I was, when I used to live in the Upper East Side, I used to go to this Starbucks, and for those who don't know, Starbucks in New York are really like the equivalent of like, you know, the TSA if it sold coffee. I mean, it's just chaos. And um, I would go to this Starbucks every day, just to get a shot of espresso before my shows. And there was this gay guy that worked there and he was always like the most efficient. Like you'd walk in and he was running it like it was a military, like move it. Let's go one at a time. No, wait your turn. I'm not doing this. We need extra espresso. you know, just like so into it. And one day I walked in and there was two gays and it was can't, like nothing was getting done. Like they're giggling, they're laughing. They're making drinks for themselves. We're all just standing in line. Like, are we going to take this abuse? And then it like hit me. I was like, why is it that like, any gay event, if there's more than one gay involved, like it's just a catastrophe because they're just spilling tea
4: to each other and and talking about everyone in line. And, but if yeah. there's one, everything gets done because he's an iced coffee because we're iced coffee gays like I have an iced coffee and I and I get my shit done that day that I need
6: done. And you know, I'm not an iced coffee. I'm the only gay that's not an iced coffee gay. I'm a hot espresso gay.
3: <sighs> I mean, well, you kind of are a hot. Espresso
6: you are, kinda guy, though, hot. You so are kind of you are kind of
4: a sense. hot espresso. Like, Thank that
6: you, I am yes. espresso, not and burned. It- I, I'm cooked at the right temperature because Americans always overcook their espresso and then it's bitter but that's just another but so am i <laughs> so that's <laughs> my... <laughs>
4: and if you don't follow mateo on his social medias for his comedy follow him for his body because he has got body adi adi and he is serving it every single week on on instagram it's one of the things
3: we look forward to mostly in our week is what's mateo going to post this week you get a little bit of everything you do you get variety you get laughs and you get fire yeah
6: absolutely a lot and lots of desperation so please come <laughs> down to Mateo down. Lane instagram <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I
0: know. raymond
4: raymond oh our producer raymond who is our mateo this is raymond raymond is our gen z leaning producer so we have someone to check us to what the kids are saying so raymond are you an iced coffee gay i'm not you're no. not an iced coffee gay what no, do the no, kids no. drink
3: well, right now we're making
0: homemade soda
3: with balsamic vinegar and sparkling water. Please tell all me, right, that's, a <laughs> <guys> <laughs> Please tell me that's a joke. I gotta go. Please fun. tell me that's a joke. That's a joke. Please tell me that's a joke. No, just, it just went viral on TikTok this weekend and it's like everyone, it's all the rage.
4: This is what the kids this are doing. This is what the kids are doing, Mateo. Isn't it great we have a person for what the kids are doing and it can tell you what's going on in the world?
6: Yeah, it's, it seems like a lot. I feels like kids are trying to do things uh, more difficult, like You know, rather than just purchasing soda, they're like, we're going to make our own with balsamic vinegar. I'm like, just say you're bored. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And also, um, quarantine's over. So you can't use the excuse that, you know, it was quarantine. had nothing to do. Like, I I was bored in my house. Now you're just flat out bored.
6: See, TikTok, I, I, I'll I post a video on Instagram and then I immediately post it on TikTok. But TikTok, I walk away from. I don't look at TikTok, so I don't even know how to work TikTok besides posting a video because it, it seems like it would suck me in so bad that I just, I'm like, I only have one addiction and it's Fortnite, so that's it. I can't get involved with TikTok. And T-
4: the thing is TikTok, like the stuff that goes viral on instagram from your page like something does really well you're like "Ooh, this will do well on TikTok." you post it it's like four likes like it just has no rhyme or reason to it i mean there is it's just i'm too old to figure it out like well, there's, it does, there's a it
6: method does, to it it and t- tick definitely skews younger because um for the times that I, like i've had a video blow up on TikTok, i'll be like oh what are people are what are they what are what they're saying and the they're way more combative and way more critical and way meaner on TikTok than they are Instagram. Yeah. Like on TikTok, you you could walk on stage and be like, I love water. And there will be 500 comments about people going on about like, there isn't enough. Let me read a comment actually to yeah, you. Please.
4: <laughs> and this is a segment we like to call Comments from Mateo Lane's TikTok.
6: I, I made a video about Carbonara, right? So I'm cooking... Mm-hmm. Spaghetti alla carbonara. So you use just the egg yolks. This girl writes, I'm glad to see a comedian cooking delicious carbonara, but my heart ached when I saw you throwing egg whites away. Two egg whites, by the way. I know I'm not in a position to lecture on your life, which she's doing right now. But you you must consider to please keep the egg whites separately in a bowl and give it away to someone who might need it. Nope. Yes, privileged affluent people might might not be bothered about the food wastage. But try, by the way, I'm living in a one bedroom in New York. Let's, I, I'm real, real affluent. Yeah, calm um, down. But the food wastage of millions go to sleep without getting food. You imagine me in New York City taking two egg whites and putting them in a bowl, walking down six flights of stairs, and walking up to someone on the street with it looks like I've got come in a cup, and I'm like here. Enjoy. I mean, a psycho, a psychotic person. I want to write back to this person and be like, "You look at your phone too much. That's what the problem is, and that's TikTok in a nutshell." I'm blaming yeah. now. Now I'm blaming you, Raymond. I'm like, I'm like, Raymond. You know what? But you could have made. You could have used that egg white to make a really nice moisturizing face mask. Oh God! Oh, you know I'm what? Done. I have I have grinder for that, and also. <laughs> it's just too much i'm like what are we doing with it this is ridiculous i'm not saying she doesn't have a point she could have just me like hey make sure to save the egg whites next time oh that's a good idea but to this whole everything now is about speeches you know what i mean right. everything mm-hmm. has to have some it's i noticed that you the affluent when they don't i'm like le- all right storm let's relax it's like <laughs> shut up you know
3: wait is this part of your new stand-up segment not now but no, I guess it is now
6: it I mean, is now you know, it's just so ridiculous I, like I can't. It's something I just came back from Italy and they're so the opposite of we I think it's because they're living next to ruins that are 3,000 years old and they're like you know what like we've been here before we're all gonna die let's just have a cigarette and enjoy life you yeah know, in America we're like did you just say the you know it's like it's like all right, <laughs> right. <I can't."
4: laughs> it's perspective because they're like we civilizations have come and gone multiple times right since.
6: I, and I think it's definitely like I am very much like very liberal and I think these types of conversations are really really important but it is funny when it bleeds into ridiculous areas like yes. me cooking pasta on Instagram someone found a problem <laughs> yes like, someone right, found a problem we're with you searching cooking searching for problems yep.
4: yep oh my god <laughs> oh, I love it so much no I, I I wanna ask you this. When did you know you were funny? I know that's a dumb question, but I no, I wanna not, it's, know.
6: It's so funny, like, that's the question I get the most. Because it's so funny.
4: I, you're one of the people I don't want to ask that to every comedian, but you're the person I wanna ask it to because it's so you're just so inherently funny. Like, how do you know that 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 like when did you realize oh I should do stand up?
6: Well, I don't think I knew you know, as a, as a kid we didn't see gay men do stand up, so I didn't know it was offered to us. I just mm-hmm. I didn't have that I didn't see gay people. That's why I have that joke. I'm like, I didn't see gay people on TV until I saw C3PO. Like I just didn't, it didn't exist to us. We didn't also have the means to find gay people. Like we didn't have YouTube or Instagram and you know, we had AOL chat rooms when I was 13, but that's like a, a nightmare. Um, Do you remember your name?
4: Too- Do you remember your screen name from your AOL chat no- room?
6: Napoli 986.
4: Mine was Chachetan.
6: What was yours,
3: James? Mine was Heboy. <laughs>
6: Okay, well you, you were
4: that you was your great. pronouns. pronouns uh, yeah, yeah. But it was
3: there was well, it was three E's and it was he, because it was like a thing between like all my friends and I at the skating rink. And so we all had he in our names. Um, but yeah, uh, that that name going into the chat rooms exploring who I was was a very interesting. Go on. I all, I, I well
6: I also took on chat rooms and pretend I was Britney Spears, and people would sometimes believe you. You know what I mean? Like I'm Britney Spears, like, no, you're not, like, yes, I am. And it was just <laughs> such a different type of. <laughs> But um, it was the wild, wild west, wasn't it? <laughs> but but I grew up next to my my cousins and my aunts. I you know I'm funny because of my family. I I I know a lot of comedians say that, but I actually do think it's true. I think that my family is, if not as funny, way funnier than me. My aunt Cindy, my cousin Mega, my cousin Kelly, my nana. Like I just have a we just communicated through humor, so everything was about one upping each other, and we all grew up next to each other. Um, you know my my mom's family is Italian and Mexican so it's very common to have a ton of family constantly you're sort of raised by a community as opposed to just <laughs> two parents and um, that was it every night you would just have dinner with at least 15 people and you'd have to one-up each other and right uh, you know now, I only realize that now because I look back and I, I'll see my Aunt Cindy uh, telling a story and I'm like oh that's where I got it from, like the same patterns in which I speak, how you present things using voices. Like it's, it's all derivative of my, my, my family, but then I'll like, you know, like when I saw Joan or Kathy Griffin, when I was, or Margaret Cho or Ellen, like, you know, that was like the first insight to that. I loved comedy. Um, and, but Joan Rivers was the one who like changed it all. I was 21 and I saw her on some Bravo special, ironically called before Melissa pulls the plug. And, um, (laughs) Yeah, she, it was, it was, that's when I was like, it was like definitive. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, but then getting into stand up is also weird because there's no clear path and you kind of have to find comedians and it was wild, but I stuck to it.
3: Well, I mean, it paid off, but I think about that, like, not to try to get deep on this, but I'm going to try real quick. So you talk about how, like, we didn't see anybody doing this stuff. So we didn't know we could do it. Right. And now, like, thank God the kids do have it everywhere. They do have it on TikTok and all these spaces. They see so many queer people doing so many great things. Maybe that's where the whole like now I'm going to find a problem comes from because they don't feel like they got to fight to have it because they're like, oh, I can have it. I see it. So let me fight with you about your eggs.
6: I think that's like a generational thing. I think every generation looks at the generation before and is bitter. Right. You know what I mean? They're they're like, or the next one coming and it's like, well, we didn't have it that easy. Like that's just everyone. I think. Yeah. I think what's really good about it is that, you know, I think a lot of really um, conservative straight people who seem to be in a lot of fear about like, there's too many non-binary trans and everyone's queer. And it's like, no, I think, now everyone, like how we said, we finally saw gay people mm-hmm. and knew that's what we were. I think because of individuality being celebrated and people being able to speak their voices on things like social media, people can finally see themselves and say, oh, that's what I am or that's what I relate mm-hmm. to or or I don't want to label or, you know, so mm-hmm. I think the expression of individuality is a really great thing that's come from social media. But yep. then the downside is, you know, you're getting yelled at for throwing away an egg white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But- I think Pick battles. your battles,
6: Pick right? Your right. Battles. I, I You know what? I think that's what it is. I think people are not picking their battles correctly.
3: <laughs> yes. 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 Are you? I, I get so many, Give us all these notes. I have so many notes. Are you? Are you on tour right now? You're going on tour. You're going on a comedy tour, right?
6: I, I'm on tour. I am currently. My entire house is such a mess because I'm <laughs> redecorating. But in two weeks, it'll look beautiful. Um, but tour to a comedian means every weekend I'm. a new city so i'm in new york generally speaking like um the like the, the uh sunday to thursday and then a thursday to saturday i'm gone so like i'll be in a new city so yeah i mean that's what touring is so basically from this day on to the end of december every weekend i'll be in a new city
4: and where can people go and find out where you're going to be? Because if you're in if you're in their city, it's a it's a run don't walk situation. Run to wherever Mateo is, get tickets. Where can yeah, people find run, all that? Run, push old people out of yes.
6: the way. Uh dot has all of my tickets and stuff. I'm looking at it right now. Wow. You're everywhere. Too, I, I like, mean, all over the place. And like what Ohio, an
4: original Texas. name for a website, right? <laughs> I know. Mateo well, Lane comedy Because they took Mateo Lane So I had to use Mateo <laughs> Lane comedy I it, it, That's the Mateo new division Lane. of Magnolia I think Mateo Lane It's like yeah. the new decorations like house decorations Come exactly. into Mateo
3: Lane um, It's where they sell it I think that's a totally different show you just described baby
4: Oh okay
3: yeah. What do you mean Okay good I'm glad everyone <laughs> missed that Somebody listening though did not miss it and um, Let's keep it moving Work. Oh okay <laughs>
1: are you
4: guys we're in LA a
6: right now boy. where are you guys we're a, yeah we're
4: in,
3: Palm Springs. we're in Palm Springs
6: oh that's nice I've never been to Palm Springs well then come I know I've never been well I then, went then to come f- <laughs> that's another show <laughs> I I'm I, that's a well that's a OnlyFans um I uh yeah I've never I the one thing with touring and this life that I have as a comedian is I'm like completely sort of removed from um a lot of social queer events so i like i've never been to fire island i went once for 12 hours and it was raining and um so i've never had that experience on fire island or p-town i've done because i've done shows there and i love p-town isn't it great? Um, it's amazing uh but yeah i've never been to the um where are you guys what's it called again palm
4: springs it's okay palm we'll help springs.
6: you out. palm springs palm springs mm-hmm. i never i i don't go to parties like sometimes i feel a little sad for myself I'm like oh man i wish i it's hard to like be constantly touring and working and then also try and find time to like go party or have fun or relax, you know?
4: No, it's exhausting. But the thing is you're like, I feel like you're like us. Like we love what we do. So we'd rather be working than like out at a party. Like our rush and our joy all comes from like doing what we love.
6: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm definitely in terms of like social ability, like I, I'm rewarded through comedy at the comedy cellar because it's a, it's a social hang and a work hang. Yes. So I'm hanging with other comedians and you know, I, as strange as it sounds i'd rather sit with a bunch of comedians uh, like keith robinson who's barely alive and um (laughs) sit and chat with him all night it's like it's very stimulating and intellectually so i i really enjoy it now
4: have you always been out in your comedy like have you always has it always been based in like you're gay i know you talk about your brother being gay like being out in i don't want to say out in comedy have you started did you start your career out of the closet or was it something you had to like make a decision to do
6: no i mean i have gay boys it was really i couldn't was no way i could walk on stage and be like (laughs) so my girlfriend like there was no humanly possible way anyone would ever buy it but in a way that kind of helped me because i stuck out and yes um, I, i know a lot of comedians who are still closeted and haven't come out yet and uh I wonder, you know, for me, comedy is so much about vulnerability and being really honest with yourself. And sometimes you feel like when someone's closeted, you can feel the sort of resentment for the audience because I think the mm-hmm. audience picks up. They're hiding something. Right. But I think we're moving into a day and age where, you know, ever like everyone's being celebrated for who they are or people are less afraid. And... Um, that that part of life. But I, I didn't have, a, let's say, the quote-unquote luxury of being able to be in the closet. I mean, I just was such a faggot. Like, there's no way to hide
3: it. Yeah, but your voice is, like, one of the most magical parts about you because it's what makes so much of what you say so funny. And it's also your voice when you sing. The man, if y'all have not seen him oh sing holy cow it's like the best little surprise in his stand-up show because it's phenomenal how many octaves you got because you sing the girl parts the boy parts the in-between parts like you sing all the parts
6: today i can hit about three notes because my allergies are so bad but uh i i I have a a large range i used to sing bass when i sang opera so that means as you sing really low and um which people don't believe that I'm a bass, but I, but it, I you know, like oh, that kind yes. of like, yeah, yeah. But because my vocal cords were so long, my voice teacher, cause I have whistle tones. My voice teacher was like, Oh, I think that's what's creating those high notes is the actual low part of your register is pinching. So that's what makes you be able to do whistle tones.
4: Oh, Okay, and so Mariah Carey, who is your idol, right? Is I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> is is really a bass? That's how she does. Well, the whistle I
6: mean, she she her natural speaking. Her what do they call tessitura? Like her natural voice is low. Like if you hear her in interviews, she's very much high. Blah blah blah. You know, like mm-hmm. she's got a really really low voice. So I think she probably has something similar, where it's like her vocal cords must be very long. She's got a five octave range. So you know being able to get the way up there the way she does uh yeah she probably has probably the same thing have you met her yes i did what was it like um it's exactly what i thought it would be like she was well lit and kind of nervous but um (laughs) (laughs) um, but no i did this i used to be on this mtv show called girl code and guy code Uh and i always talked about mariah and that the producers of that show were doing another show for mtv called fans meet their idols but it's in an elevator so they surprise fans the elevator door opens and there's their you know whatever backstreet so boys whoever so they brought me in and it was mariah so i was on an elevator with mariah for about 15 minutes and she could not have been nicer or more wonderful, and beautiful and um she sang a whistle tone and we all sang always be my baby together
4: oh my gosh oh, oh my God, I incredible. she was when she was doing New Year's Eve in Times Square. When you were hosting, we I was hosting it. Which and so, which one?
1: The one that one that one the one you're thinking. The one. One. Okay, yeah.
4: yeah, all right. So one. I was me I was hosting New Year's Eve, and we have like my trailer set up like right off where all the stars have to like walk by to to go to their trailers because mine's like right at the entrance, and theirs are a few back, and. Mariah Carey, I knew was a huge Mean Girls fan because Lacey Chabert had done a movie with her. I knew she was a big Mean Girls fan and I wanted to meet her so bad. And she she probably was
6: very excited to meet you. No,
4: no, it didn't happen because I embarrassed myself so bad. She's walking by and everyone goes, Jonathan, here she comes, here she comes. And I go, I open up the door to my trailer and I see her walk by with all these people and I just go, Mariah, Mariah, it's Jonathan from Mean Girls, Mean Girls. (laughs) Lacey Chabert says hello. Like I just tried to name as many buzzwords to try to get her to turn and like couldn't give a shit because she, but it wasn't that she couldn't give a shit. She probably just didn't hear me because she was surrounded by her whole mob of like security and was just like, you know, not paying attention and just got rushed by. But I'm over here going like, Mariah, it's me. It's me, Aaron Samuels. Like, just so embarrassing, and just ignored me and walked by. And then the whole crowd just turned and looked at me, and I like slowly shut my train of door <laughs> and was like, "Bye." And then I, I did say, to... She's a huge Mean Girls fan. No, I know she just didn't hear me, but it was a very funny moment because I'm like, "Okay, I feel." Well, also, I, I will great. say
6: for Mariah, at that time, it wasn't a great time in her life, and she was yes. very poorly managed by this yes. nightmare of a woman and i think she took advantage of mariah and i think mariah had some let's just say interesting people in her life at that time and uh she's since she seems so healthy and clear-minded yeah. now and like really happy and her voice sounds so good but at that time i actually defend mariah for with that look on her face when she knows that the sound isn't working, that's the look of a professional who's been doing this for a really long time, who doesn't want to put up with at this high stake of a moment, any kind of incompetence. And I get it. Like her just walking around being like, whatever this was a number one hit also like i get it i've been in that i've been in that place where like you're tired you're running around you've been getting ready all day and you set up and no one else can do their job but you i get i totally get it it's high stake moments for performers and i think non-performers don't get that and so Mm -hmm. those nerves you know what i mean like one thing that pisses me off a lot is like i like especially the comedy seller um sometimes I'll write right before I go on stage someone coming from the bathroom or something they'll recognize me and they, they they can see I'm getting ready to go on stage I have my notes in front of me they're saying the next comedian coming to the stage like it should be very obvious I'm going to the stage oh my god Mateo oh my god so can we try get a photo together and I it it like really makes me mad because it's like so disrespectful like i'm yeah. literally about to walk on stage and like there's a fiery rage inside of me i'm like please don't ruin this energy i'm trying yeah you're because gather-
4: it's because you're vulnerable you're in a state of vulnerability and you're sitting there like ready to go on and you have an emotion emotions going through you that most people don't experience and so no one can understand that unless you're a performer that does this um right.
3: I'm so sorry I did that to you, Mateo. I won't do it again. Oh, my
4: gosh. <laughs> you know what, what Mateo? Very excited to see you. <laughs> this is Pridecast, Mateo, and we like to talk about moments in gay history because in order to, for us to know where we're going, we have to always remember where we came from. So it's time now for our segment, This Week in Gay History. James, what happened this week in gay history? Oh, it's a
3: good one. I like this. I'm going to give you a little pop quiz, though, see if y'all get this right. So This Week in Gay History in 2016, President Barack Obama announced the designation of the first national monument to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender rights. Do you know what that national monument is?
6: Susan Boyle.
3: (laughs) Close. (laughs) I mean, she she should be, right? Yes. Um, Was it
6: Billy the Tennis Player? Or was it Stonewall? Ah,
3: ding, ding, ding. I thought Mateo was going to get this as a New Yorker. Yeah, it's Stonewall. The Stonewall National yes. Monument encompasses yes. Christopher Park, the Stonewall Inn, and the surrounding streets and sidewalks that were the sites of the 1969 Stonewall Uprising, which we all know was the birth of the modern-day Pride which
6: movement. Which is, is my birthday, June 28th. Oh. Hey, Can- look at that. Cancer. Coming up, cancer? cancer and, right? and the death of Judy Garland. My mother was really trying for a um, gay child. Do you want to hear what's even weirder?
4: Get sure. when's, when's Judy
6: Garland's birthday? Uh, that's a great question. I actually do I can know. tell you. June
4: 10th. Why? Because we have the same birthday. So oh. your birthday is Judy Garland's death day, and my birthday is Judy Garland's birthday. You both oh, happy birthday. Changed. This is the
3: gayest episode we've ever done officially. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's great. Fun fact, did you know Judy Garland was born Frances Gum.
6: Yes, she was. The Gum Sisters, they were on Vaudeville, and uh, her mother beat the shit out of them to get on stage and perform, and uh, she was like two years old, and she had to sing and dance and go on the road.
3: Jeez, poor baby. What? Yeah. Let's, let's I talk just about get Pride. a lot of fun facts from our producer here, and that was one of the fun oh. facts on my list, so as you guys switched to Judy, I was like, oh, Raymond's got me covered. Here's some Judy facts. Bam!
4: This is Pridecast, and Pride means something different to everybody, so Mateo Lane, what does Pride
6: mean to you? um probably being able to just express myself freely okay you know I mean small things yeah I think I think pride I think we think really big on pride and I think that can sometimes be overwhelming for people and I think thinking smaller sometimes is also really beneficial so even small things that you can do for yourself if you like dressing a certain way if you like a certain style of music if you like your hair a certain way you know being able to have being able to see yourself and express yourself the way you want is is also just a small form of of having pride it doesn't always have to be like I'm on the top of a float and I'm in front of thousands of people and I'm posting every single day you know you never know what's going to affect someone's life uh, outside of your own. And um, yeah, just you can be real small.
3: I love that. Hey, speaking of pride and I think the best community on the face of the earth, our LGBTQ plus community, what is the best part for you about being part of our community? The best part about
6: being queer? Um, being able to have a mustache non-ironically.
4: <laughs> ah, jesus mateo lane for the win that
6: <laughs> come on right? man i can't yeah. imagine
3: you without the mustache when did the mustache start like were you born with it? i was
6: i was seven um i don't know i don't know i don't remember i've had this mustache forever and now i don't even know what i looked like without it but i'm really quite comfortable with it on i really enjoy my mustache it it's it's your identity like I, you have to keep it it's just it perfect. suits you like mustaches
3: are cute on certain guys and yours is really yeah. cute on you so it's it very works. super mario brothers too
6: very i also have very mediterranean face you know what i mean yes so i think the mustache fits well with like my yes. sloping like heavy eyelids that droop down my face this is very napolitano like dark eyebrows <laughs> like my roman nose like it's a very mediterranean shoved on my head So I think the mustache goes well with it.
4: We think everything about you is perfect. And we think everything about you is hilarious. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, If you want to go see Mateo Lane on tour, go to MateoLaneComedy.com. He's going to be on tour now until the end of December coming to a city near you. Mateo Lane, thank you so, 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 so much for joining us here
6: on Pridecast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to talk to you guys.
3: Go clean up. Your place is a mess. Yeah, go clean up. I know it is. I, I'm waiting for a delivery. It's a whole thing. And if you
4: see your Starbucks iced coffee person, please tell him that he's part of our. He's now part of our speak every day. We talk about it.
6: <laughs> OK, I will. If I ever go back to the Upper East Side, which hopefully I don't have to. Uh, uh, hopefully he's moved on to a new job by now. You know, uh, well, you I never know, those know. benefits
3: are pretty good. Benefits, I don't know. Got them benefits. You know? He seemed
6: really day. stressed out. I think he needs uh, a new job. He okay, needs a new yeah. line of. Where you he's know probably- where. He's
4: probably a general in the military right now do you yeah it, oh, do you know where i would want to work if i wasn't an actor magnolia mm. magnolia bakery cupcakes on the low in the east village or the west village because the people that just sit there and frost the cupcakes I are uh, there's, zero yeah. stress mm. zero stress they're just like yeah man what do you want like they just put the frosting on and that's the day and it's so magical and relaxing and they're never going to die of a heart attack.
6: That's very telling of how busy you are because Whitney Houston did an interview with Oprah and she said, at one point, I just wanted to give it up and go sell bottled water on Fiji. And I was like, I get it. Like, I get, I, yeah, get, I like, get it. Mm-hmm. You're so like, you know, I woke up today and I had 15 things to do already. I'm like, how is my day over? I haven't even made my coffee yet. <laughs> ah, okay, go make your
4: coffee and Matteo Lane, we love you. Thank you for being on Pridecast. Ciao, grazie, ragazzi. See, See you thanks, later. Buddy. Happy Pride, everyone. Bye,
3: Bye Happy guys. Pride. Pride.
2: Could just be a me.
1: Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
2: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva, With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat.
4: Before we go, we want to shine our big gay spotlight on someone doing amazing things in the LGBTQ plus community this week. So, James, who is our big gay spotlight this week?
3: You know, baby, I had a big list of people to choose from this week. I got a list I'm working through. Right. But oh, man, I just I I'm so impressed by this person. This is a friend of ours. So this is a little personal. This week, I'm shining my big gay spotlight on Brandon Wolf. Yeah. A lot of you know who he is. He was actually at Paul's nightclub six years ago with his friends when the attack happened and he lost several of them. But I have heard him say so many times this beautiful phrase he says, he says, honor them with action. And so one of the things that he did for his friend drew that he lost that night is create the Drew Project, along with some of Drew's other friends. Now, the Drew Project creates scholarships for queer kids. They put together GSA curriculums. They do so much stuff. I think they've given like $150,000 in scholarships or something by now. And in addition to that, he is also on the ground in Florida, which you know we need people there. He is doing the work that needs to be done to help queer kids. But he is also all over the place, including even at the White House – advocating for gun control he really uses every single platform that he has to do good i absolutely adore this man we love him so much so brandon wolf this week my big gay spotlight goes on you buddy thank you thank you thank you for being you
0: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now.